are now listening to The Awakened Soul. Here, here. Hayes is in the building. The Awakened Soul is back. Episode 31. Got a lot of fun in this episode. Fame joins me for two segments. I got the cast of the Extra Regular Podcast, uh, Justice and Kyla, who uh, are both here to, to discuss the wood. And uh, me and Fame discuss the top five black TV shows of all time. Top three, I'm sorry. Top three? Do we do top three? Yeah, top three. Um, <laughs> so forgive me. But uh, yeah, yeah. And then me and Fame are also, we got a very special Stay Woke segment that covers a couple of topics even within that. So this is a jam-packed episode. Um, I missed you guys. Look, I know The Awakened Soul has been not as... Not as timely as what it was previously. We're going to get back to that. We're going through some stuff. Um, fitting in recording when I can. Uh, I got a couple of licenses I'm training for at work. So it's it's, just, it's an exciting time around uh, the Awakened Soul and is what it is studios. But, you know, I'm still delivering the content. Um, check me out on in beta. I'm all over the place. So I've been doing a couple of guest spots on a couple of other podcasts. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I'm I'm still doing the work. I'm working. I'm podcasting more days out the week probably than I'm not. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get into uh, our intro music. On the other side of that is gonna be off the roof of Hayes, just talking about a few things, and we're gonna get into the podcast proper. All right, I already gave you guys the rundown of what the show is going to be at the top. So, you know, I got to talk about it. It was the playoffs this past weekend. Um, The goddamn Patriots are going to the Super Bowl again against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Which I'm, I'm excited for this matchup more importantly because I know two people who are very entrenched in both these teams. Ralph from Oversaturated, a huge Patriots fan. Uh, he, he does subscribe to the Tom Brady God. However, I do not. And then we also got uh, Breezy Bree, who is uh, one of the biggest, biggest Philadelphia Eagles fans. He actually lives in Philly, so it makes sense. So me being the mastermind of podcasting, I am. I'm putting these two together. Next episode is going to be the Super Bowl preview with Ralph, with Bree, talking some football. Um, man, I can't wait for that episode. I, I just can't wait. I can't wait to instigate between these two because that's all. I, I don't have a dog in the horse. So I'm just here to facilitate and instigate and prognosticate. I'm here to do a lot of nating people. Um, nonetheless, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun episode. Um, uh, yeah, so basketball season. Zach Levine's back. You know I'm a Bulls fan. Zach Levine is back. He's had two games looking really good. The Bulls are actually playing right now. He's looking good in this game, too. He's had two games where he has not looked that good. So, um, yeah, we're going to see how how this team continues to progress. I believe they won like 11 out of the last 15. So, I'm proud of my team. Even though they should be losing, I need them to lose the second half of the season uh, so we can get that top draft pick. I know it's it's a difficult time in in Bulls Nation to be a Bulls fan. By the way, check out my favorite Chicago Bulls podcast. Returned recently, um, Doug Tonus 
took a little while off of podcasting, but he's back with the Bulls beat, the Chicago Bulls beat. If you're a Bulls fan, check out that podcast. Um, he he was one of the the best podcast bloggers around for a long time. He took a couple years off, but he's back. Um, so I definitely appreciate that. I always want to shout out people. Um, so yeah, we're that's it. It, it was a brief off the route with Hayes today. We got a lot of content here today. Um, we're discussing the wood with with the extra regular podcast, which is coming up next. Gonna get into a brief intro for that on the other side. You already know what it is. It's me, Justice, and Kyle. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Hey, yo, check this out. What? Some little niggas up here that been up here the whole damn time. What? Bring their ass up here. Man, I just want us to tic tacs, man. Tic tac my ass. Get in the front. Hey, you go first. Hey, get in the front. Hurry up. Hurry up. Get in the front. Oh, man, them little motherfuckers, they ain't nothing. Man, they go to school with my sister. Stacy? Nigga, don't say my name, bro. Back in the day. When I was just a little gigolo, I looked up to my bigger bro, begged if I could kick it. So when he went out with girls, I could Ladies and gentlemen, we have special guest here um from the extra regular podcast we got justice in the building and kyla as well how are ladies doing today good how are you wonderful <laughs> tired fat and black so i mean i'm i'm working it out why are you talking about me <laughs> <laughs> oh man but listeners if you guys couldn't tell by the intro we are going to talk about a movie that is an all-time negro classic and that is the wood um, Poe was nothing but a tadpole when this hat, when this movie came out. We're not gonna go there today with the people. Okay, we're not gonna do that. But nonetheless, we're here to discuss the wood. Um, <laughs> ladies, did you <laughs> did you guys do your re- research and actually watch the movie? Because I know Justice didn't. First of all, I can quote this movie from front to back, back to front. Let's let's be real clear about that. Sure. sure. We'll see, because we definitely have a trivia to end this, so we'll see how well you know this movie. Wait, are we going against each other? Yes, or... you're not going to go against me. I have the questions. Like, that would just... I mean, but you could have just asked both of us the question, and we could collaborate, because that's what we do. No, this no, that's not what we do here. Fine. This is competition, Fine. nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to started talking about the movie, <laughs> since this is your guys' first time on The Awakened Soul, we got to get to know you. So, A, what is the Extra Regular Podcast? And then who are you guys as the host and what made you start podcasting? You, I'll let you decide amongst yourselves who's going to answer that question first. But Okay. Um, the Extra Regular <laughs> Podcast is a platform for us as 20-somethings to talk about things that we've learned thus far in life, things that we kind of learned, and things that we didn't quite understand the lesson and we're going through it again. And it just gives us that opportunity to speak about some of that and um, provide some of our experiences and be the support that we all need on this life called, this on this journey, journey called life. <laughs> oh, was that the meatball? It might have been. Mm. I love be back. She cooking some meatballs. <laughs> so, Justice, I'll come to you then. What? Who first came up with the idea of starting a podcast? Um, I have been talking about starting a podcast for like the past two years. And Kyla was like, just do the shit. And so, here we are. That's literally what happened. Okay. Like, just do it. And we did. And how'd you come up with the name Extra Regular? 
<laughs> That's funny. So we started off as the open session. That was going to be the the name of it. And the day that we were going to record our first episode, I was like, I'm not feeling that no more. Let's try to come up with something different. So we took a couple days and Kyla sent a bunch of suggestions and she was like, well, I'm extra. So you can just add something about yourself to the end of it. And I was like, well, I'm just hella regular. So we put that together and <laughs> and there it is. And it also has a, a play on, it's a play on words too. So. All right. That's, that's dope. I, I, I feel that. I feel that. So, um, since you're, since I'm talking to you right now, Justice, tell, tell the listeners a little bit something about yourself. Like what, what, who is Justice the host of a podcast? What, what do you like to do? What are some of your hobbies? I mean, my name is Justice. (laughs) I, I don't know. I really like to be, to vibe and just to chill with people. I love music. Music is a part of my everyday life. I have a song for every single thing, every single word you throw at me. I will probably have a song for it. Um, I love my family, my friends, and I'm just this. And that's it. And I'm in school. Good job. And that's what I love about Christmas. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyla, coming to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Kyla. I hobby wise, I enjoy crafting, um, DIY projects. I like to play tennis and um that's about it. All right. How and long she- have you and Justice been friends? We're going on eighteen, 18 years. years. Oh God, let me pray for you right now. Please. <laughs> we made it this far, so <laughs> No, but that's that's definitely dope that you're able to have a podcast with somebody you've known that long. It definitely comes through in the podcast as well. But uh yeah, that's what's up. Anything left you guys want to say about yourselves or your podcast before we move on to talk about the movie? Um nah. Well our podcast <clears throat> look. Our podcast come out every other Tuesday, um, and then we have a website and Twitter and all that stuff, and I'll, we can send that to you so you can put it in the description box. Cool. We'll definitely work that out. Um, so, ladies, let's let's get into it. We're here to talk The Wood, which is a coming-of-age story, uh, one of my favorite movies, um, so I was glad we were able to talk about this. Um, so, just when, we, when you hear the movie The Wood, just as I'll come to you first, since you remember it from top to bottom... What are some of the thoughts that you have from uh, the movie while you guys are sharing inside jokes or whatever? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's one of those movies for us. Like, if we just chill it, it's like, let's watch the wood. Like, <laughs> like we've never seen it before. We're going to quote, all, like, everything. And it's just a feel-good, a feel-good movie. Okay. That's what's up, Kayla. Kyla. Oh. Kyla. I'm sorry, <laughs> Kyla. Hi. <laughs> Um, one thing about that, like Justice said, we'll pop that movie in. Um, me and my cousin will watch it, and it seems like every time we watch it, we find something that we didn't notice the last time we watched it. We'll mm-hmm. laugh like we've never seen it before. It's just a, I don't know, it's a fun, good movie to watch. Kind of puts you in good spirits. Yeah, that's for sure. It definitely feel a good movie. <laughs> you guys are echoing. We're echoing. Yeah, like I don't know if this. Are you having the sound come through your speaker? Yeah. Uh, it was too close. It was too close to your mic. It was going back into your mic, but I got it. I'll edit it out because I'm an editing genius. That's why. All right. Nonetheless, okay. Let's get back. 
<laughs> so, um, I mean, the, the basis of this movie is definitely based around three groups of friends, Mike, Slim, and Roland. And uh, now that I know you guys have known each other for 18 years, do you guys have uh, – well, first, what do you what did you think about the dynamic between the three groups of friends? Do you think that it's it's reflective of um, how friends really are when they, when they grow up together and spend time together? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the the relationship that they had is like a familial type bond where when you're around someone for so long, you kind of become that person in the essence. So they all have um, qualities that they each share and then they all also have the things that make them different from each other. And I feel like that's how most friendships are. I agree. I think so. There's a portion of our show, um, the Who You With portion, where Kyla and I try to take opposing sides on things. And it's really difficult for us to come up with stuff that we don't think alike on. And I think that does come from 18 years of friendship. Like, we've never had a real fight. Like, even though she's hella shady. I'm not shady. Still But I do absolutely think, I think it was authentic. It made me think it's authentic. Like, I figured that they all hang out still. Right. Just because of how they were in the movie. All right, that's what's up. Um, so I had a question that I was going to ask you who, if you had any friends that reminded you of anyone from the movie. But since I know you guys known each other so long, I'm going to flip this. Uh, just, <laughs> as I'm, just as I'm going to come to you first on this one. If you had to pick any character in the movie mm-hmm. who was who, who's more, most like Kyla, who would it be? Most like Kyla? Yeah. <laughs> um... I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Who do you think you're most like? Honestly, I think I'm a mix of all three of them. Yeah. Because um, I feel like Slim is funny, and I feel like I'm funny. You okay, girl? And then <laughs> Mike. I feel like I'm Mike. Like, oh, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Mike is goofy, and then Roland. Moment. That's Kiana. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's like the. Um, I don't know. Like you, Alicia. Cause she <laughs> extra. <laughs> Kyla, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyla. So who 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 would be Justice? Um, Justice is definitely Mike, and I say that because she can make the most normal situation awkward <laughs> um she danced just like Mike <laughs> I'm not arguing any of that, this <laughs> she she can be goofy but she can be serious at the same time and I feel like she kind of uh, levels out our group of friends like you have one that's hella goofy and then you have one that's serious She's like the in between. She's the balance. The balance. I take it back. I want you to be Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That would be out here thugging. I want her oh to be Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> anymore. So you meant that you used to thug at one point in time? Not like real life thug. I'm a punk in that sense. But I will. Say what I need to say, and not, you know, not really caring. Like, 
I was thinking more of the sense of how protective Stacy was of his sister. Oh yeah. So Kyla is very um, protective of her friends and family. So yeah. in that essence, I do think she's like Stacy. Run up, get done up. If we make that, you. <laughs> All right. So what was? I mean, and I'm not spending much time explaining the movie because this is one of the movies that. My audience, I know, probably all know, all know. If you don't know, go watch and come back to the podcast. You'll understand a little bit more of it. But um, what was what was your favorite mo- moment from the movie, Kyla? Kyla? Okay. She's coming. My favorite moment in the movie? Is that what the question is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like when they're doing the breath check before they go into the dance. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts. And then I love when Mike is dancing for the little... <laughs> You like, like I'll be doing that. You like that? You like that? Those are my two favorite things. <laughs> I laugh every time. Like I've never seen those when I see those two. Yeah. All right, what about you, Justice? Um, I think for me, when they enter the convenience store as adults, yeah, <laughs> and they walk in, and Roland is like, "Where the aspirin at?" <laughs> It's so funny. Like, I watched it the other day and I randomly texted Kyla and was just like, Where the aspirin at? And she said, Al Four. And, like, that was, <laughs> that was the end of my conversation. Um, but I also appreciate um, just the moments where you see about their friendship, like when they're hanging out uh, back at the pizza parlor and they spin the slice of pizza and they start reminiscing when and going through experiences. Yeah, absolutely. That that that's that's probably one of my favorite just things about this movie in general is the uh the genuine friendship and the moments that you can look at them and say, Yeah, my friends me and my friends would do something stupid like that. Um yeah. Hold on, I have one more favorite part. So you know when Roland throws up in the car and they're on the way to the wedding and then <laughs> the swim he gets so mad. We've had that exact experience before. We did. So <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Am I? Yeah, I mean, and one of mine too is the school dance. Like, because I I remember how awkward it was to be at a school dance the first couple of times. But uh, yeah, that's definitely one as well. Uh, Which brings me to my next question: of what's your favorite memory memory from a school dance? I never went to any, so I don't. What the hell? What? So my grandma was super protective and I couldn't go. So I didn't go to any homecomings. I never went to prom. So I don't have any awkward school dance. That explains why you can't dance now. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, What about you? What's what's one of your favorite memories from a school dance? Um, Kyla went to all the dances. She was in the drill thing. (laughs) I think one of my favorite memories... Kind of leads up to the school dance. So one of my best friends had this neighbor. And he was real cute or whatever. <laughs> and when I very first met him, I said, you're going to take me to prom. <laughs> so fast forward, maybe a year later, he took me to prom. So that is one of my favorite, I guess, most awkward memories. That's how I first met him, told him, you're going to take me to prom. <laughs> and then I was the only one with a date. So <laughs> that was kind of different that's awkward that was different all right all right so another uh question uh what's the most awkward memory you remember from your childhood you want to go you don't mean to go i mean you can go first um 
So the first thing that comes to mind, so I'm like 5'11 or whatever. Six foot two. I've always been tall. So I was a baller. You know what I'm saying? I was a hooper. So I was like maybe 11 or 12. And it was one of the first games. I was ready. I had my uniform, my mouth guard. My mama did my hair. She always put these ball balls in my hair. <laughs> Knowing I'm about to go play a basketball game. But anyway, and my daddy was the coach. So I'm like sitting on the bench waiting to go in. Cool, cool, cool. Coach is like, Justice, come on in. Bet. So I'm like, I take off my jacket and I take off my pants, but then I also take off my shorts. <laughs> and so <laughs> my whole butt was out, panties and all. And I was so embarrassed that I just like, I didn't play the game. I just like ran across <laughs> the basketball court. <laughs> With no pants? No, I put my pants up, but that was it. Like, I was gone. Like, but then after that, my mama only bought me breakaway pants. <laughs> oh, man. Well, well, you live and you learn. That That's a funny story. That's hilarious. You probably brought more attention to yourself running across the gym floor, too. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's that that's hilarious. Kyla, what what about you? Um, so I was in drill team from like sixth grade through ninth grade. And when we went to drill team we had to sign in and put our name and then I think our number to let them know that we was present for um practice so one day i went to practice and i noticed that they had like contact information so (laughs) i had a crush on this guy so i took his phone number and wrote it in my little school agenda (laughs) and two of my other friends like these two other guys so i was like okay let me get them too so i put the numbers in there and then we were waiting to practice and the drummers were like they were a lot older than us and they were bullies basically (laughs) So they took my agenda and they was going through it like, oh, you organized. And then they got to the back. <laughs> and they saw everybody's number down. So that was the most embarrassing moment of my life. They talked about that forever. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> like, I just had to get these. I, just, I wasn't going to call nobody. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I got, I got it, they so. They're kind of like on the wood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it brings it all back home. I got one for each corner of the room. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Are you gonna share your awkward moment? I don't have any awkward moments from childhood. Sure you do. No, I don't. School dance memories? I don't dance. I boogie. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, no, most awkward moment from childhood. Let's see. This is embarrassing. I don't want to share this, but you know what? I'll do it anyway. So when I was a kid, my mom had me try out for modeling, even though I didn't feel like doing it. So I had a whole entire attitude. And on top of that, they had me modeling like this vest with no shirt on. I was like six. So um, I had an attitude. I was walking. I was trying to walk fast so I can get it done with doing a little turnaround. I was trying out. Slipped off the stage, fell all the way down on my back all the way down i got i was so pissed off i got up and ran to the back i was like mom this is your fault she's like boy i beat your ass i was like all right i'm gonna shut up <laughs> so yeah that would be mine right i was gonna say you ran too why are you talking about me you running with my At least, but my thing wasn't in the group of people it was like 10 people in there for trials like that's that's different than a gym full of people watching a basketball game <laughs> that's very true 
Just saying. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, we the, we went through the questions. We talked about the movie a little bit. Like I said, I'm not going to break down the movie. I'm just not doing it because I refuse to. This is something everybody should see. So, it's time for trivia. I got ten questions here. Five yeah. for each one of you guys. Five for each one of you. Who's going first? I will. All right. All right, Kyla. So, we got what? <laughs> yeah, there's multiple. I'll give you multiple. You want multiple choice? Yeah. All right. So, what was Slim's real name? Rufus? Don't look at her. Don't look at her. Rufus? Well, tell her the Don't do that. It's my best friend. Lavinia. Yeah. There you go. All right, cool. Did you write it down? Like, let me see your hands because you're doing something over there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, Justice. Um, in the beginning of the movie, Roland was nowhere to be found for his wedding. Where was he? At Tanya House. All right, there you go. That one was a little too easy. <laughs> All right, Kyla. Where did Mike come from? Where Mike from? North Carolina. Where in North Carolina? <laughs> I don't know. No, this North Carolina. I don't remember. I don't either. Charlotte or Winston Salem? There goes your multiple choice. Which one are you picking? Don't look at her. Look. <laughs> Winston Salem. Justice, you're disqualified already because you're over yeah, here cheating. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm looking right. at you. Next one. Next question. Why did Stacy get pulled over by the police? She had a tail light out. There you go. Broken tail light is the correct answer. I'm gonna have to make these more di- make these more difficult. Um, all right, Kyla. <laughs> Next question is for you. What was the best thing for a fourteen year old boy that was like a game? <laughs> that was like a game? Yeah. You know, like you know when you Don't do it. See, first of all, your hand is entirely too big. <laughs> you want me to give you the multiple choice or you want to try to guess? Grabbing booty. Y'all are cheating. Y'all are cheating. Um, next next question. Um, who did Mike get the, get the nickname Big Mike from? Justice? Stacy, come on. You're giving her the easy question. Well, y'all cheating anyway. I mean, she's giving you all the answers. All right, Kyla. Alicia's favorite song was Luther Vandross, If This World Were Mine. True or false? True. All right, there you go. See, that one was easy for you. All right, Justice. Mike's first dance was with Alicia. True or false? Or false? False. Who did he dance with? Some girl that left him on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I'm t- I think I'm going to go sit down. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kyla, next one to you. Why did the boys have to go back to Tanya's house? Because Just they had to take a shower. Well, she holds them down. <laughs> all right, Justice, yeah. last question. Since you guys have just been cheating to get all these right. No, Next, no, no. <laughs> how many bets do the guys have in the movie? Mm. They have. Oh, with Alicia was the first one yeah. when they first met him. Her, um, 
don't think of three. Let's see. Um. Oh wait, you said it with Alicia. The Alicia grabbing her booty. It's a dollar, and he's like, "I'll do it." And I fool, I know you do it. That was the first one. Let's go. Get the pussy first. Yeah, oh, can I we say that? that? I ain't saying it. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then they bet on phone numbers if they dance. And that's all I got. That's me too. We're going to go with three. That's correct. Even though you guys had to do a group effort. You know, you failed because you guys you could failed. not stand on your own. Nonetheless. <laughs> what is. I said you failed. You both failed because you couldn't answer the questions on your own. You failed. No. We are a unit. I don't care. You're, you're fired. Stealing no spaces. Period. You are you are a whole entire Amazon. You should be able to stand on your own. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. All right, but no. All jokes aside. So before we get ready to end, um, I, I got. I always like to ask ask some questions so the audience get to know you guys a little bit more. Um, I usually don't warn them, but but since, since Kyla just had to just have a list of stuff that we were gonna do tonight, um. But name three of your favorite movies that may surprise someone. So not just three movies, but three movies people right. may may not think that you would like. Kyla, you first. <laughs> okay, so Grease is one of my all-time favorite movies. She used to watch it every night. Every night. Well, in college, I would watch it every time it rained for whatever reason. <laughs> um, I enjoy Mean Girls and... I don't have a third. Mm. Oh, what's that Christmas movie you told me you liked? Oh, The Santa Claus? Yeah. But I'm grown now. Okay. I don't think I like <laughs> Um, shoot. I just have two. I mean, all the other ones are like classics, like Boys in the Hood, Menace Society, Jews, Poetic, like all the staple black yeah. movies. Yeah. I think I only have two as well. Y'all just fell all the way around. Like y'all just. We gonna cancel <laughs> Um, mine are. I really enjoy westerns in general. Um, my grandma raised me, and she watched westerns all the time. So I, I like watching them. Um, so like, um, True Grit with John Wayne is one of my favorite movies. Um, A Walk to Remember with Mandy Moore. I really enjoy that movie. And um, as we talked about in previous episodes, I used to love, and I still am a fan of Bow Wow. So all of his movies, I will, oh, I will admit to to liking. So talk about me if you want. Don't make that face. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> but ladies, I want I want to thank you guys for joining me. I want to thank you for being open to do this. Um, have this discussion. It was just an icebreaker because I already know what I'm going to invite you guys on for next. And it's not going to be as fun. It's going to be a little more deep and thought provoking. So this was just an icebreaker. I set people up all day long. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, at least you know now, right? Right. Yeah. Are we going to be able to have a list of questions? <laughs> no. Next time no. is no list. Next okay. time. No. See, we went into this one with some Vaseline. Next time is no Vaseline. Okay. Okay. Well, that's no way. Way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right tell the people where they can find uh you both separately if you have so- social media separately and then also where they can find your podcast um i don't have social media other than the um podcast information podcast social media we can be found on twitter and instagram at the extra regular that's t-h-e-e-x-t-r-a-r-e-g-u-l-a-r 
Um, and we are available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Kyla, you want to drop your... Uh... How, how'd you guys get on iTunes and Google Play again? I mean, I figured it out. Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were very... Let me tell you, Hayes was very instrumental in getting the extra regular up and going. And we are very, very grateful for his assistance and all that he's done to help us with this podcast. So thank you, sir, for your yes, help. Thank you. Oh, no problem. I just, I had to plug myself a little bit there, but yeah, <laughs> you know, a little shameless plug never hurt no one, but all jokes aside, you guys, are, I heard your podcast. It was dope. I was like, let me help. Plus, you know, justice just looks like she, she needs a hug from time to time. So I had to. So you praying for the people on the podcast. It's cool. It's, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Kyla, what about you? <laughs> I don't know what happened. You guys just froze. So if you My said anything, I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. Good. Um, all I, all I have is Instagram that I'm that I have, and it's Effortless Beauty, and it's E F F O R T Z B E A U T Y on Instagram. All right. Well. Definitely check out their podcast. Let them know that you guys came from listening to them on The Awakened Soul when you do. Very good podcast. They cover good topics. Uh, Justice tries her best not to sound completely crazy. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but <laughs> thank you each and every one of you guys for listening. Uh, we actually have another segment with Fame Black uh, discussing, like we said, uh, some of the top black TV shows of all time. music fame black is back in the building in the awakened soul uh what's going on fame you know i picture me doing like a a bit of a strut and like i picture me walking onto the set of the awakened soul and it's like fame and i'm like dun, 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 and i'm kind of like doing like a pimp walk kind of thing situation i love it it's great uh, i'm doing fantastic <clears throat> I'm, I'm great i'm glad to be back here again like me and you talk so often but it's always very special when I get to come on and say my piece on your part. Like the fact that you want me like fame, I need your, I need the people to hear your take on this is very special to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, and, and for anyone who doesn't listen, go check out, um, 
the special episode of Love, Lust, and Badass Soul, where Fame gave his t- top five uh, what courting, t- yeah, courting tips. So, uh, which was hilarious. Um, but but uh, educational, very educational, very educational. So, coming back off that, you know, we, we're, you're here to join me for two segments. Um, but we're gonna talk. We're gonna do the fun first, um, and that one's we're here to talk about our top three black tv shows of all time our respective list i already know this is going to get interesting because fame me and you are both very well-rounded people um absolutely and i I was going to bring that up and i know me and you like we we absorb as much as the culture as we can a lot of times we disagree on certain things but that's just because we 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 listen to everything we watch everything uh we just have different outputs on this so it was it was you were the first person to come to mind when i wanted to talk about this um so yeah, I can't wait to see what your list is. But before we get into that, I know I didn't tell you this fame, but do you have an honorable mention before we actually get into the 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 top three? Honorable mention? Yes, I do actually. Um, because I, I was thinking about this, but I, I I was thinking about I was just gonna say something special at the end. But honorable mention is great. Uh, my honorable mention. I, let, let me let me just preface with this. I'm going to catch so much heat uh from black women <clears throat> in this in this episode. All right, but I, I need to preface, like, I was not, my mother is black and my father is Mexican, but my mother is not what people would consider to be black. Like, she likes, um, uh, she watches Seinfeld and she, like, likes uh, Hootie and the Blowfish and, like, um, what's that lounge singer? Um, oh, I can't remember his name. He's, uh, Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow. Like, my mom is like that. Mom, <laughs> so... And we, and we didn't grow up, like, in a poor, like, I didn't grow up around black people. I grew up in Mexico, so I grew up differently than other people. And then when I moved, I still moved around, like, uh, white people. I was in the suburbs and different ra- Indian people. Like, I just didn't get involved into the culture until later on as an older teenager that I went and I, like, moved into the hood and I had, like, rapper friends and Things started to change, and people started to wake me up to the things that were on TV. Um, so I didn't like live through it and anything like that. Um, so, <clears throat> with that, all that being said, my honorable mention is Martin because while I never, ne- ne- never necessarily found it relatably funny, I would be stupid to think that that man is not hilarious. I'd be stupid to think that the premise of the show is not great. That that it's it it holds up. It's really good. Uh, I it just wasn't personally relatable for me. They went through a lot of things, and I, I like they were like talking about making jokes about welfare, and like I didn't know anything about. Like it just wasn't relatable to me. And I don't want to sound like snobbish about it. It just wasn't something I was aware of at the time. Like if I watch it now, understanding all the references, it's way funnier. But at the time, it wasn't. So I didn't appreciate it for what it was, and I never grew that nostalgic feeling for it. So that's why I said the honorable mention and not on the top three. All right, that I I feel that answer. Uh, a lot um mine though is um my honorable mention is in living color and oh okay yeah like and i think because of like at that time there weren't very many black-led tv shows like it goes through it went through periods like in the 70s we had good times um can't remember what was the the big show in the 80s Uh, i think that was the cosby show in the 80s and 90s but but yeah, In Living Color was that mid '90s show that was different. It wasn't a sitcom; it was a sketch show, and it allowed so many people to show their talent. Uh, Jim Carrey got his break off of it. Um, like it, 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 I just think it did so much to for the culture for to put something on TV 
for us, for our people. Um, and I think a lot of people, because other shows have taken that format and kind of run with it. And there's another one on my list that I'm, I'm going to talk to how it relates to this. But um, yeah, In Living Color, it, it definitely needs. And one of the first families of, of Hollywood, and that's the Wayans. Yes. I always say, like, the white man who can run, who can make, like, who can excel with black people is, like, the one that's going to make it. Like, Jim Carrey, he's done better than almost any other person from Saturday Night Live. Like, he's done incredibly well for himself. And he comes from black comedy. Uh, I think that's fantastic. Jim Carrey's one of my favorite actors. Jennifer Lopez, even though she's not the white person, uh, you know, she's gone way further than anybody who ever thought she would being a dancer, backup dancer on a TV. Yeah. Uh, no, man, I just think it's great that, like, I, I I loved In Living Color, and that was one of the things that I was able to watch, like, growing up. Like, w- when it was getting released, I had, I remember I had VHS tapes of In Living Color because my mom loved Jim Carrey. And as a result, I love Jim Carrey, and I think that he's done incredibly well for himself starting out in black comedy. And I always feel like when you're the white man that can that can succeed with uh, the black demographic, that you can do extremely well for yourself. Look at Eminem. <laughs> yeah, you you definitely got a point there. All right, well let's get into our actual list. Let's start the top three. And everyone, I know people are gonna send messages and go the fuck off about this. Listen, it's a top three. There was cuts that had to be made. So we, I'm sure me and Fame both could do a top twenty easily, but we decided to do a top three. So, Fame, you're number three, man. I'm waiting for it. Okay. Uh, number three, uh, listen, say what you want about the man. Say what you want about what's been done. But we cannot argue that the Cosby show was one of one, the highest rated black shows that's ever been on TV. Mm. Two, scientifically set up so that no black characters on the show had a negative impact. Like, that's insane. Nobody does that for TV at all. Um the show was fun to watch. It was clean. It was funny. It was real. It led to very successful spinoffs, classic episodes. You can't, I, I don't feel like you can make a list without it. Regardless of what happens with Cosby, if or if not, he pill pops some chicks and put in pops for 50 years and sweaters and boop bop the bop the magop. That's all irrelevant. That's all outside of the Cosby show, which is hands down one of the greatest television shows of all time. And I love Felicia Rashad. I wish you know what. Never mind. I'll save that for Love, Lust, and Badass. So, <laughs> so I feel that. I feel that. Like and like you said, separate the the artist from the art. Sometimes the Cosby Show was just like. And you, you know what's funny about it is that it hasn't really dated itself. Like you can almost go back and watch certain episodes, and the lessons that he was trying to get across still hit home. Yeah, I mean, he like he knew, you knew that it was going to be different from the very first episode. Uh, if anybody remembers, Theo gets like an F on a test or whatever like that, and he go and he he go and Cosby goes to talk to him, and Theo's like, "Dad, I tried my best, and you should love me anyway, cause I'm your son." And it played that like sitcommy music. He was like, "Theo, that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life." <laughs> Obviously, he didn't say shit, but he was like, "That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life," and you just could tell. Like, this was going to get real. This wasn't going to be cheesy, half hour, everybody loves each other situation. But they still got to be cheesy. Like, I love, like, they had a whole episode where Cliff eats a sandwich and then he dreams about the sandwich. Like, you know, they were still able to do stuff like that while still making very important strides. Like, the Cosby show is king. You can't beat it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, to piggyback off that, 
I'm going to go a little bit more retro. And I kind of mentioned this when I was talking about my honorable mention. But Good Times. And there's a few reasons Good Times is on my three. Some of it based off the show and the fact that they got that family dynamic at that time very well. Um, all until they killed off the dad. It was it was damn near perfect. But for me, and this is this is where I have my personal story in this. Me and my mom never really, well, growing up, I was just closer to my dad than my mom. What br- brought me and my mom together were two shows, Smallville and Good Times. Me and my mom used to sit around and watch Good Times all fucking day. We, we would watch, the it, and it was on VHS tape. We would sit around and watch Good Times. Um, so that's why Good Times is on my list. Like I said, I remember me and my mom sitting around, popping in cassette tapes of the whole series of Good Times. Just watching it together and cracking jokes. And like I said, me and my mom, we're closer now as adults, but growing up, me and my mom weren't that close, but we connected over good times. I um, I don't have much experience with good times. Like, I've seen it as an adult. I, like, it's, it's one of those shows that I never got to watch. Like, and then when I, when somebody was like, oh, you got to watch good times, and somebody's like, oh, JJ, Dynamite, and all this. Like, I went back to watch it, and I, it just, at the time, like, I had to be like a teenager, like 13, 14, but it wasn't anything that I could relate to. I couldn't relate to being poor and struggling and these family values. Like, it just wasn't relatable to my life at the time, so I didn't really care for it, nor did I care for the comedy of it at the time, nor did I, nor did I watch enough of it to see, like, how the structure was really built and how they killed James off and, you know, all that stuff. Like, I just watched, like, maybe two episodes, and I don't even think they were, like, back-to-back. I think it was two episodes from two different seasons. So it was just, like, I didn't, I didn't get a good exposure to it. Now I can watch it, but I don't. Like, it's not, it's not my favorite. Um, but I do understand, like, why it was a staple. Like, I had to do reports on this kind of stuff. So I had to go back and look at why it was, what, what was important about it. You said it, you captured it perfectly. You said it captured what the family was at those times and what, you know, what it was really like inside the home, which I just couldn't relate to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was before either one of us were born. I wasn't quite that, yeah. that I'm not that old. I wasn't born in the 70s. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it, Good Times is, is just a dope, dope show. Um, yeah. What's your number two? Number two, man. Um, all right, so like it's gonna be a sh- it's gonna be a pattern here. Like number two is family matters because one family does matter, but then two like I don't want, like it's gonna sound weird to say this, but it like it was a good show. It was a hundred percent just a regular good show. Like until it became the Urkel show in the later seasons. I mean they were they were black people doing black things, and you know and and they they made like they didn't sell out to be black. Like they were on ABC, which they could have easily been like you know very tame black people but they weren't like harriet was black and she was blacker than black like the grandma was black like yeah they tried to lighten it up with little richie but like laura was black like these people were full of melanin like it was a good good cast um funny show funny stuff good story um i'm sure it doesn't age well like you have to have the nostalgia for it like the jokes are kind of dated and not to mention, you know, like when you look back at it now as an adult, Steve Urkel's kind of a creep, yo. Like Carl kinda. Winslow let some no, shit he's a slide. Creep. Like yeah. he said some stuff to his daughter that was like, yo, bro, don't talk to my daughter that way in front of me. But uh, it was good for the 90s, I guess. Yeah. I, I feel that. I feel that. that. That show, like TGIF, man, that just brings back a time period, man. Let's bring TGIF back. Um, they've never had a reunion of that show either. Like all these shows getting these twenty year reunions and stuff. Let let's get a Family Matters reunion going. They're all still. They better do it now while they're all still alive. 
Exactly. Like I think the the whole cast is still alive. The whole cast is still alive. Even the princess, yeah. even the daughter that did porn. <laughs> you just had to go there, huh? I mean, it's it's a fun fact. <laughs> but yeah, man. So my number two, and this is these both of the options that I had here are more recent shows. I wanted to put Atlanta here so bad because that show just gets black so well. But considering they've only had one season, I felt a little bad about putting it that high on the list. Um, they need to get the second season of Atlanta ASAP. Like, they left off with a man living in the storage unit and make, making us wait two years into the second season. That's bullshit, bro. Ridiculous. <laughs> bullshit. That, that just shows you they did not expect that show to be, uh, to, to be the hit it was. But nonetheless, my number two that I actually picked, and it is a recent show, is Power. I love this show. I love I love the the character building. I love the dynamic between uh, Tommy and Ghost because that's real friendship. Like you know, all these shows they depict best friends is like we get along all the time. Or if if they do have a fight, it's like mediocre. Like they had a scene in which Tommy head butted the shit out of Ghost, and Ghost as his friend just said, "Tommy, what the fuck are you doing?" Like they they get that dynamic so well, and now that we're going into the next season with um, Kanan being back in the mix and and them doing whatever, like I can't wait to see how they they put these three characters together. But like everything, I mean, plus let's not mention the sexy nudity we get on this show on a regular basis. There's a lot of titty. There's there a lot is. Of titty. There is. Like Notori, she she loves her breasts because she's quick to show them. It's like oh. It's like her contract said two things. I, I could show my breasts whenever I want to, and I have to be able to sing once a season on the episode. <laughs> Listen, I cannot deny the success, the like the wet, like, all right, Scandal, Empire, Power, um, How to Get Away gosh, with Murder, How to Get Away with Murder, um, Insecure, uh, Chewing Gum, The Rise. Just the rock, like these new shows and blackish, all these black shows, they're all like Atlanta. They have to be superb. Like, like I, <clears throat> the NAACP awards, image awards were just recently. And I was just thinking, like, that there was a time where I feel like that was super necessary because we weren't being recognized. But these shows are phenomenal. They, des- they deserve to be on any field to compete with any racist show. They're so well written. They're so enticing. There's like the cliffhangers are major. People get upset. People can't wait to the next week. These shows are bomb. These shows are getting over not only with a black audience, but the white audience, with 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 every demographic audience because the stories are good. When the acting is good and the stories are good, and I don't know where somebody found all this talent, but damn, is it not phenomenal? All these new shows, like I I couldn't even go new shows because I don't like to put it because because it's 2018. I don't want to put uh, Atlanta as a black show. I just want to put that as a really good show. Like I, I don't ever want to. I would. I would love for the day to not have to discriminate. So all all mine are a little old school. No, and I feel that. And, and I mean, you're absolutely right. Like we're getting to the point to where um, even TV shows with mainly black cast, like the the culture, our culture is hotter than what it's ever been. Like, and I always said, like if if we we can all bond over a show like power like that. And it, I don't mean to make it more dramatic than what, what it is, but like 
there's a there's a there's a bridge that's possible there and i'm not saying based off the tv show but there's an understanding and a, and a desire to see like african-american culture but it's like a disconnect when it comes to putting that in practice like in real life and that's just weird to me that's one of those things i never quite understand well yeah everything's easier said than done you know what i mean it, it's easy to like or hate ghost because he's well-dressed and attractive and all that. But then, you know, for every man like that, you know, you have a real-life man in, in real life that's going like, yeah, yeah, gang, 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 whole lot of gang shit, with tattoos all over his face, stealing things. So sometimes yeah. it's difficult. Sometimes yeah. it's difficult. And some people don't help. But that's not that's not to the fault of those people, because every every race has people that's like, ugh, we kind of want to separate ourselves from that one. So... Absolutely, and and let's not mention that this show is headline, um, well not headline as far as actor, but it was created by an African American woman, Courtney, and I I know I'm gonna fucking murder her last name, is a gobo, a go, I don't know, but yeah, she she's like she's she writes a lot of the episodes, she created the show, you know, and I think a lot of people, you know, Fifty is is such the front man of that show that they forget that there's a very very intelligent black woman who's writing a lot of that show who's who's oh, controlling yeah. it yeah and well yeah and 50 is the type of person who doesn't mind taking all of that credit no no much much like a fame black oh yeah absolutely like sometimes you just got to be the front runner for credit sometimes you're just going to take it because it's there to take and no one's really going to dispute it with you and because what you're saying it, just, it sounds plausible like yeah I, I believe that 50 could do that 50, <laughs> 50 is running a lot of television right now I don't know if anybody really knew that. Yeah, he he has a couple he things. He has a in lot world. of influence in TV right now. Yeah, we gotta uh, we gotta talk about about that aspect of it um, at some point. But uh, what's your number two, Fame? No, I gave you my number two. You asked me my number one. Oh yeah, you're number one. I'm sorry. Number one, once again, they could have done this with. I mean, some episodes no, but they could have done this with white people. They could have done this with Asian people. They could have done this with Mexican people. They could have done this with Indian people. I would have watched it either way. It would have been a little strange. However, all but this but this is this is the best black show to me because it was relatable for me, right? The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. First of all, he's coming from West Philadelphia, right? Where where I reside. And then it's Will Smith, who, you know, he he's he's such a comedic genius. And then it was like it dealt with the other side of being black. Rich black. Uh, you know, educated black. Um, you know, like like they lived in a mansion, they got special treatment, but they also like Carlton ran like he, he ran. Oh, my favorite episode is when Carlton jo- tries to join a fraternity and they tell him he's not black enough. And he was like, what? Like, oh, oh man. man, that's like the best. And then no, who could forget Will's Will's dad? And uh, how come he don't want me, man? Like the moments it brings oh, you, man. the chemistry was real. The characters were lovable. Even dumbass Hillary, who everybody wanted to smash. And God, yes, I did wish I smashed um some people got mad when they replaced dark vivian with uh light vivian i i was one of those people dark vivian was cool but uh look the show was really good it was really smart it was really it holds up it's still funny to this day uh a lot of those episodes still mean a lot man remember when will got shot because he took the bullet for carlton and carlton bought the gun oh man it's one of Damn, my favorite. I almost shows. forgot. I almost forgot about that. I watch. I watch. Like I revisit and I watch it, and it holds up. And I wish it was all on Netflix. And who could? Everybody knows the theme song. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. People who probably like younger people who probably don't even really realize what that's from. Where that's from? Yeah. It's, it's, that, it's that Nick at Night show to some people. Damn, is Fresh Prince of Bel Air now a Nick at Night show for people? Oh, it's been on Nick at Night for quite some time. Really. That's crazy because I remember like that's where I got like my I love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke 
They used to like watch at night. But that's crazy, yeah. man. Hey, more power to them. I right, I love that it, number. I one. Just think it's the best. I just I, honestly I do think it's the best black show, and I like. I mean, to launch Will Smith's career, like where that went. But man, was it was it not just as influential to be eight o'clock Thursday nights on NBC? Like, I don't know. That was just that's just top notch to me. I feel you. I feel um, like that wouldn't be the rest of these. Like, I feel like he had to pave the way, and it had to be really good, and it had to be really funny. And it had to be like for the mainstream. Like they came off a Cosby show, and the and the '90s was Will Smith. So it was like if they didn't keep that train running, where would the black TV be? Yeah, you got a point there. I feel you. All right. Well, Fresh Prince of Bel Air definitely one of the all time classics. My number one, however, I may get murdered for this. The Chappelle Show. Oh come on. What did you? Where did you think I was gonna go with this? I had no idea. I was really like anticipating. That was that was. That's lackluster. Yes, it is the best black show, though. I I, I didn't even think of that as a black show. And, uh, you know, I mean, I and I thought you being doing stand-up, I just thought that this would be on your list because I know your sense of humor. Chappelle, like, um, Chappelle show is on a God level. <laughs> but the thing with, like, I mean, the Chappelle show, let, let, the Chappelle show has been off the air 12 years. And there's still, still people, still people who ask him to bring the damn show back. You know, matter of fact, if if Dave Chappelle walked into Comedy Central headquarters right now, was like, "I need ten million dollars so I can make season three of the Chappelle Show," they give it to. They him. would be all over it. They they would they give would it to cool. him. <laughs> They'd be like, "Thank God, we've been waiting for you to come back." Like the even he it could be two. The season could be two episodes long. That first episode is gonna make them a hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, let me ask you this: So Chappelle Show season one was funny. Season two was hilarious. Now. The, what he filmed for see, what was supposed to be season three, they end up releasing as the lost episodes. And that shit was, he was on to something there, man. Super funny. Dave Chappelle has a way about making it okay to laugh at things that we know that are not okay. Like, some people will take relish in it. Some people like to laugh at offensive things. But Chappelle does it in a way what makes everybody okay with it. And that is a gift. That's a power that I, I wish that I had. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. Like it, the way all the characters. Let's let's just go over some of the characters he he was he was able to do oh, here. God. A like his little John is almost as iconic as the actual little John. Like what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Could you uh. remember? Like there was a point in time where like people would just like everything was what like if you could say it to anyone like it's, it's just crazy man um I'll, I'll be i'll be honest with you hayes no one will ever believe me but literally four months before that sketch came out me and my friend had this whole bit about what it what would it like to be little john and like i we and we was doing it but we didn't film it and we didn't market it and it literally came on four months later on Chappelle's show and i'm a little bitter about it because it was a million dollar idea it was great but i didn't even do it like he did it like i was doing like time to check the mail yeah yeah like i was just doing my own thing so it was i was so mad at the idea but the idea worked like gangbusters man yeah it did absolutely tyrone hold on wait because i yeah, Tyrone, which is still a meme going around. Some of the younger people may not even know where that's from, but like his prince, like I said, these these are real life people that he turned into characters on his show. Hilarious, and the, and the, what he and what he did with with Prince the Prince character's voice, like when you hear Prince talk, like it makes sense. <laughs> like it's 
<laughs> Look, the Prince playing basketball in the pink. Yeah, man. Yeah, of course, Rick James. I, I, I like the Rick James episode. I was crying, <laughs> crying. Like Charlie Murphy tells the story well, and then Dave Chappelle is just the right amount of ridiculous. And then like to have the real Rick James come in and literally say, "I would never do that to Eddie Murphy couch." Yeah, that shit. And they just rewound it to show you they didn't edit it. They didn't do anything to it. He did that. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Man, that that's hilarious, man. Hilarious. The blind white supremacists, the blind black white supremacists. Yes. Clayton Bigsby. Yes. Who, who in the end divorces his wife because she was She's a nigga a lover. lover. <laughs> <laughs> Oh that man, a, that is like that is. Not, I'm sorry, sir. That is not fair for number one. That is alpha and omega. That is above one. That is Chappelle show is a god show. It's not a black show. It's not a white show. It's a god show. God watches that when he wants to laugh. God watches old reruns. Man, like yeah, the, Chappelle is a is a genius, man. I remember when because Dave Chappelle, like I had never really. I can't say that I ever sat through and watched the whole Dave Chappelle stand up before the Chappelle show. Like honestly, like when 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 he was coming out with a show and like when because I of course I watched South Park and the commercials would come on, I'm like right. Dave. They gave Dave Chappelle a show the, the very first exactly the very first episode, dude. I'm like, yep, I'm a fan for life, fan for life. The racial draft, <laughs> Negro Domus in the racial draft. Except, oh yeah, we drafted Bello like a year ago. And we uh we what do we trade her for? Stacy Dash? Yeah, yeah, Stacy Dash. She she gotta go. She gotta go. But um we may we may even throw in D Will just to even out that trade. Um <laughs> But yeah, man, Chappelle show, my my number one show, man. It it I it's iconic. Man. I- iconic. All right. That's the that's probably the best show, number one show on T V period. It may be. It may be. All right, well fame, I wanna thank you for joining me. For uh, the TV discussion, um, this was we're gonna fine. Get, yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, well, and unfortunately, what we have to do next may not be as fun, but it's definitely right, we gotta gonna get be serious. Yeah, we gotta get serious. So we are gonna get ready to transition into the stay woke segment, everybody. Um, and on the other side of this wonderful music that's about to start, uh, me and Fame Black are gonna discuss some more coming out of the genuine situation, just because I I missed some things on the last episode with Bello. Um, and then we are also going to discuss um, society and how they maybe make it make black men feel uh, be wrong to feel pain. So uh, let's get, get let's, personal. Oh, it's going to get personal. Uh, so we're going to take a brief break on the other side of that music. It's going to be me and fame. No, stay, stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Stay Woke segment. I hope you guys had a lot of fun with the TV uh, discussion, TV show discussion. <laughs> but now it's time to get a little serious. Um, fame, I know you listen, uh, and I've seen you. You've had the discussion on your social media as well, so I know you 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 followed the situation. Um, me and Bello talked about that and a lot of a lot of going on with, with transgendered as well. But uh, this whole genuine situation and what I missed is. I think I didn't drill home the fact enough that this man was sexually molested in, in some shape, form, or fashion. 
Um, and I don't appreciate the backlash, but you know, I did say a lot about it as well, but I want to, I want to give you time on this platform to, to say your piece about it. Like what, what were your initial thoughts when you saw that genuine video? All right. Let me, let me preface this by saying like, I, because I've never had to speak on this before on the Awakened Soul. I'm probably the most trans friendly, gay friendly, lesbian friendly, asexual friendly person that anyone knows. And the answer is, and, and the reason why is because I don't give a shit. Like, not like in a bad way. Like, I don't care what you are. Like, if you don't like me, like, <laughs> I don't like you. And if you like me, then I like you. Like, that's as far as it goes. Like, I don't care what you think you are or what you do in your spare time or who you fuck. I don't care. Like, I really don't. Unless it's me. Um, so, with, that, with all that being said, when I heard about this uh, situation, I don't want to go as far as to say, like, she was... He's been molested or anything like that. I don't want to go too far into the blame game, but yeah, she is in she is in the wrong, and I'm saying she she is in the wrong. She said like she tried to kiss him, and and when he said no, like somebody has the right not to kiss you for whatever grounds that they have not to kiss you. Like it doesn't you having a penis really doesn't have anything to do with it. Maybe he's not into white women. Maybe your ass is not fat enough. It does not matter. The reason, the fact is. You wanted something. He said, no, rejecting you and hating on you are two different things. And I think everybody is I, I don't think anybody's really, really fooled, except for the people who really like to be offended. Yeah, I think everybody I, understands that rejection and hatred are two different things. You, you you think everyone understands that? Because, I mean, the outrage on social media after this right, it but makes like, me think like that you got to remember that people that like to be offended are the loudest people on social media. Like, they're true. the like, it doesn't mean that it's a lot of them. They're just the ones yelling the loudest. Like, you know, if you were walking, if you walked into a bird cage and you know you heard was squawking, you'd be like, damn, there's a lot of birds in here. But like, no, they're just really fucking loud. <laughs> I can't argue that logic at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel you on that. It, it, it's just disheartening in a sense. Um, because it, it doesn't take all that. Like, I get it. I get it. The man reacted in a way that some people found offensive. But when you really, she was trying to kiss him. She was moving in. He moved back. He didn't slap her in the face like I would have. But but let's be clear. A, a fully functional woman with a functioning vagina that she was born with tried to kiss me and I didn't want it. I would slap her in the face as well. Exactly. And that's the point I made when me and Bella originally had this discussion. It's like it, it that almost doesn't have anything just to do with the fact that she was transgendered. Like zero zero yeah like if you try to kiss me and i don't want to kiss you fuck you right that's a complete violation and people just don't that's get a complete that, violation yeah it's there's a no justification space so yeah Yo, i mean any dude trying to force a kiss on a girl and then she says no and and he says oh you hate me or you you're a you're a sexist or whatever like that would never fly the other way around yeah oh no not at all not one fucking bit that's that's creep shit but i mean so anything they're doing that and that's that's a real problem and and we have to we have to stop it on all we have to stop it when dudes do it we have to stop it when women do it and we have to stop it when transgender people do it so we can cover all the bases nobody should be kissing anybody who doesn't want to be kissed well yeah and and any type of advancement like any type of physical touch anything like if i don't want you to touch me if i don't want you to kiss me like stay the fuck away from me at that point i have the right to punch you in the fucking face right drop your ass and it's not out of hatred for your gender it's literally a, se- a self-defense exactly but no i mean and so i just wanted I, 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 a couple people emailed me and said that i i missed pointing that out and i wanted to talk about that um that's that's not the largest part we're going to spend on the stay woke segment um the one that we got to talk about that's a little bit deeper that i can't wait yeah. to see what you what you have to say about this one and i presented this question to you does society make it wrong for a black man to express pain 
What was the first, what what comes to your mind initially when you see, when you see see that or I, hear that? So so this is personal. This is personal for me. And then but here's the thing: it all ties into fear of looking like a woman or looking soft or looking gay, um, which for the past you know however many years has been looked at as a negative thing, a thing not to be. Um, so like now to look into my personal life, my my father is very no nonsense. My father is very he he was in the army. He's army tough. He did two uh, tours over in Iraq. Like he was tough. Uh, he came and built his own business and like he built with the lumber himself. Like he's very man's man type of man. And uh, he likes to drink his beer and watch his football because he's you know he was he's also he's a Texas Mexican. Um, oh wow, those, those are the real Mexicans. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> he likes to drink, drink beer and watch his college football, and, and like it's got to be Budweiser, and like, and like his his uh, his invitation of a good time. One time he he came to me, he said, "Son, uh, I want I want you and me to go out to your grandfather's ranch. Uh, we're gonna go out there and we're gonna put together, we're gonna rebuild his truck, his old truck that he used to give me rides in." And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll make a summer of it. We'll, you know, take some beers and some food and we'll camp out there. And anybody who knows anything about me knows that doesn't sound like fucking fun at all. <laughs> like, there ain't no weed out there. There ain't no pussy out there. There's like nothing for me out there. I don't want to fix up no damn car. It's only going to go 55 miles an hour for the nostalgia of fixing up the old car. Like, I don't feel that. That's not me. Uh, but that's him, you know? And uh, eventually I'm going to have to do it. But also my brother, my brother is flamboyantly gay. My, my brother dots his uh, eyes with hearts. My brother is like that. And and I'm I'm not gay, but my dad looks at us both like we're emotional failures to him. Like we are nothing like we're very expressive. And, you know, my, like I don't say I don't cry, but I've never cried in front of him. My brother has like my, my dad looks down on all of this. And it, it was difficult to come up in that environment um, as a child because he was very like, you know, when I would fall, he'd be like, don't cry. Like that was the first thing. Like, don't cry. Like. Now, are you okay? Don't cry. Like, I guess because, like, I mean, he was running a business and he didn't want a child making noise. But literally, that, that's how I learned it. Like, don't cry. That's the first thing. Don't, don't show the pain. Uh, so, no. Later on, you know, with years of being a performer and being, you know, studying human behavior like I do in Curiosity, I learned that it's all right to express these emotions. And my brother knew that from being gay because apparently being gay just comes with the key to your emotions right on you. I was like, that is a fucking fast track. That man knows how he feels all the time. <laughs> I'm very jealous. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah, it, and it's not just me. It, it, I know that that's particular to me, but a lot of dads are like that. A lot of dads are, are more for being quiet and don't cry. And I give you something to cry about. And there's a lot of don't show the pain. Don't show the emotion. And, and that hinders a lot of black dudes in these relationships that they're trying to get in where there's a lot of emotions involved and they don't know how to handle it. That's why, honestly, that's why I think a lot of dudes, uh, you know, beat uh, women. I mean, I know... That uh, me and me and my daughter's mother, and this is over a decade ago. This is a different fame we're talking to. Um, me and her used to get into physical altercations. We used to fist fight in the streets. Um, and I know that that was from you know lack of control that I had over my emotions because I was insanely jealous. Because my my baby mother, if you ever seen her, she's very hot, um, and she had insane jealousy for you know the women that were going for me because I was a performer and I was I was hot. So you know we had insane jealousy on each other. It was bad news bears. And we, like I said, we would fist fight in the street. We get into all these altercations, and that's where a lot of the anger came from. Was we didn't know how to deal with those feelings and emotions. 
And, um, you know, fast forward 10 years later and we're not together, but uh, we're, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have to fight. We're, <laughs> we're very, we're very good at talking to each other in a very calm manner. So it's, it's a lot different when we're both better about expressing our emotions. It's better for the relationships with people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, that's something that comes with maturity. The, the yeah. inability to really control your emotions is really, you know, that that's, that's an immature thing. Um so yeah, I'm, I appreciate you sharing that story, and I'll, I'll share you know something personal about me. Like, and I, I think I've told this on, on the on the show before, but like your dad, my dad was military man. Uh, if you broke your bone, you pop it in, you throw some dirt on it, maybe bite on the aspirin, no water, and keep it moving. I expect you to pick up this two by four later. Um, so you know that that's that's how I was raised, and and also like as far as like showing emotion, like. My dad is one is much like me. Like he always has the same look on his face. He can be having the happiest moment of his life, and it looks like someone just kicked him in the nuts. And then if you ask him about it, he's like, "No, I'm I'm legitimately happy as hell right now." It's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> um. So I mean that that's and I'm very much my father's son. So I was like that for a long time. Now I'm still not as I don't show as much emotion probably as as the average person. But it took for my my son to come in this world, like seeing my son being born. It was like I was rushed over with emotion. I didn't cry. I cried when my daughter was born, but not when my son was born. But I, it just it was something about that moment to me. And when I sat there and held him for the first time, it was just like I, I, I had to, I had to learn how to feel because I had this little person who doesn't know how to interpret me. Right. So I, ha- I had to learn that. And then my daughter, my daughter is such a. Just she's a, a big hearted person. And, you know, when she was born, I cried. But then when she started talking, like she's someone who will walk up to you, not even know you and say, like, are you OK? If she sees that you're sad, like she just is in tune with what people are feeling. Um, So, yeah, it took it took for my kids. Yeah, it took for it took for my kids to come here for me to realize, OK, you need to start letting yourself feel. And that may yeah. that may seem Cynical to say, how do you tell yourself to start feeling? Um, that's just the best way I could describe it. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, for me, like, I, I just became good at it because, like, I was writing music and it was very personal to me. So I was getting a lot of emotion out through song. And then because I'm dramatic, when I would do it on stage, I'd be trying to act out basically little plays in my mind of what it should look like on stage and what the video should be and things like that. So I was getting a lot of, I was, I didn't even realize this for myself. I was getting a lot of creative, healthy writing done. So it was, it was, uh, it was cathartic for me to be doing that. And when I, I didn't realize that I wasn't doing that until I stopped doing that. And that's when I got super fat because <laughs> that out then I was finding another way to mask all those emotions. So it wasn't until like, I really did, like I, I had to sit down and do research and one, yeah, I don't know if it's tell yourself to feel, but it was literally like, when I feel something, I'm just going to start saying it. I'm just going to start being absolutely. it, being yeah. in the moment. And that's, and that's how you live it. And I'll tell you something, man, you're absolutely right. Not that I, I, I wasn't like, I knew I was going to cry when my daughter was born, but I didn't cry until they told me how much she weighed. And it was the same amount that I had weighed uh, when I was born. And then my daughter has the ability to melt me every single time. Like I remember... I had done this long tour. Um, I was doing music and stand-up. And I had done like the whole East Coast. It was a good tour. And I came back. I was going for three weeks. And I came back. And it was like a, my first real professional to- tour solo. And I came back. And my daughter was like, Dad, I missed you. I don't want you to do that again. 
And it was so, and she was so young. It was so difficult for me, her to explain like, oh, I'm making so much money for us right now. I couldn't do it again. I couldn't do it. I melted right there. And I couldn't, I literally, for the dumbest reason, I couldn't do it again. But it is the, the most not dumb reason. Yeah. And then, I mean, let's, let's get back to talking about like, you know, society, how it makes a black man fit feel like they can't feel like how many times have you heard and our women and unfortunately our women do this to us oh he's being a little bitch you're acting like a girl uh what, what's some <laughs> of the other things they say like and, and, and the funny thing is with women and that i found and i don't want to generalize because not all women are like this but um like they'll say they're quick to say you're emotionless but then if you talk too much or show them too emotional about something it's like you should just get over it what do you think? Do you agree with that? Listen, there are there's a there's a large percentage. I don't know if it's a large percentage really, but in my personal life, on my Instagram feed, on my Facebook wall, I see so many women talking about what a real man does and doesn't as if they would have any possible means of knowing what that would mean. Like there's no every man is real. Like unless it's Peter Pan. Like there's no such thing as a fake man. Every man is real. There's no such thing as there's what you like in a man, what you would desire in a man. It doesn't make him a real man or not. And sometimes, like, I don't know if you've ever listened, like, if you listen once to what a woman wants in a man and then ask her again at a different time, you'll get a different list. Yeah, and it's, every single time. Right. It's very strange. And sometimes I don't. they don't even realize how ridiculous the list is. Like, they're like, yeah, he's got to be 6'5", muscly, money, looks, big dick, rubs my back, still does sweet. Then what's he doing with your ass? <laughs> what's he doing with your ass? This man is obviously a model or a god. Like, what is he doing with your ass? You got, like, 40 pounds to lose, is all I'm saying. Like, that, like, that kind of nonsense and what this real, this king, this king, queen nonsense, I, I, I don't like any of it. I tell you that right now. I don't like the society. I don't like how it's built. Like two people as equals work together. We combine our powers to be one. There's not like a, a set up system. There's no fucking kingdom. I'm sorry. It's your house. Is it? Yeah, right? <laughs> this is your house. I like the way you said that, man. I don't know. I because I, I, I'll put it like this. There's, there's girls on my Instagram feed that put it like good morning or whatever like that. And it's like, Good morning. And yeah, they're kind of pretty, but mostly the picture is like 60% titty. All right. And then people are putting like, oh, good morning, queen. And they got like 4,000 comments and likes and all that shit. It's like, good morning, queen. What the fuck was queen about? She got queen sized titties, I guess. Like, this is what we're talking about. Like, and then that's, and that same girl it will be the same girl posting like, a, a real woman will only show the nasty side to her man. Like, bitch, I saw your titties earlier today. <laughs> what are you talking about? So I, I have a whole problem with all of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there is a thin line. Like everyone can be overly emotional. Like I and I, I don't. I know pe- some people will hear this. The people who are on the other side of the argument and say, "Oh, well, that's just an emotional man." It's like there's a difference between having emotions and being emotional. And I think that we need to. Oh yeah. Get get realize the difference in the two. Like if you. If you cry because someone says pineapple because a pineapple fell on you as a kid, that's being emotional. Like that that's that's not just having emotions. Like SpongeBob, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I mean I'm just saying. But yeah, I mean No, I get it. No, there's definitely a there's definitely a difference. Letting like no, there's a difference between like having your emotions and letting your emotions get the best of you. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And some people you know, can't tell can't can't tell the difference. Me on the other the hand. Point, like the point about feeling emotions is so that you have the empathy to understand when other people are feeling those emotions. Precisely. Precisely. I don't know. I just I, I you know, like that's that's what that's what the golden rule is supposed to be about when they say treat others how you want to be treated. It's like you just when you realize that you're making somebody feel bad, stop making them feel bad. <laughs> and that's really though that's really the gist of it. Don't be a dick. Like it's, too- it's some stuff that should just be simple. Um, but yeah, man. I, like, I, but I, but I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll do you one better though. I'll, I'll speak on this. Um, okay. When it comes to some women and they're like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When they, when they're feeling emotional, uh, and they go to extremes and they say it's because they're in love. Um, I also think that that is that's too far into emotional. Like, so that it's not like a man thing. Like everybody, everybody can do it. You know what I mean? Like when women are breaking in the phone because they love him or or stalking. People are stalking. You know, people are stalking people today because they love him or they love so and so. That's not an act of love. That's kind of some that's some sadist shit. And that's a form of control as well. Like, and I and I've said this too before. Like, yeah, like the, it's such a. People have such a hard time with the way that people look at love or what's a relationship or what should be done in a relationship. Like, if you have to obsess, like, if you spend more time looking through somebody's social media than telling them you love them, there's some, there's something wrong with that. Right, right. That's And that's what it is, man. If you, like, if you have, whatever you feel towards somebody, you should just tell them. You should just tell, like, some people, some girls be like, oh, I know I shouldn't be jealous because I'm not technically his girlfriend. No, you can be jealous and then you tell him you're jealous. And if he's too freaked out for your emotions, like... He was never the man for you anyway, baby. So come to fame, black. You silly man. But yeah, I mean, I, no, I feel you on that. I feel you on that for sure. Um, so I mean, what's what's something as we get ready to close? If you, yeah, if a suggestion for our women listeners and and the male listeners, um, on how to appreciate your man being able to show you weakness. Like what what what's some of the pointers you would give to women or something that they can look at to where they can tell the difference between someone being emotional and someone just being comfortable sharing their weaknesses with you? Like, I don't know. Like, it's only a when it, when it's only a problem. Like, if y'all are alone, then there should be no problem how he expresses it. Even if he like cries and sobs like a girl, like it's that's okay. It's okay. Like it's like, oh oh my god, he's doing it like a girl. That's fine that he sobs like a little girl. Like, that's fine. Like that's that that's the most identifiable thing to sobbing. Like, it's not a bad thing, it's not a negative thing, you know? I think the name calling of it, like that's just what it is. Um cry like if if y'all are alone that's like now if y'all are out in public now and in front of your friends and he's crying because you got him a tie and he just really loved it and i i mean maybe that's a little much maybe you need to talk about you know saving some of them tears for later but unless it's a problem then you should you should just you know be with it like like you're i feel like women are more in tune to emotions so like the same way if your girlfriend was acting like that then you should just act like that like you know what I mean? Like whatever is accordance to his, if he's crying, console him, hug him. If that's what you would want, if somebody, if you was crying, you want him to hold you. Everybody wants to be loved. What's the yeah, I, you know what? That's the perfect way to kind of bring this all home. Everybody wants to be loved. Like I think that you know, I think being reassurance for, for a long time was looked at as something that only women need reassurance. Like, or that's a female trait. Reassur- if that's your man your guy your spouse your lover whatever you want to call him don't be afraid to just reassure him like what what do you have to lose to have each other's backs man exactly like and no matter what you are like even if y'all are there even if you just fuck buddies like you should have that back from the back yeah absolutely (laughs) 
I'm glad you <laughs> you kept that going. Uh, but yeah, all right. I mean, Fame, I want to thank you for joining me for this discussion, man. It, I, oh, I'm, and I, I'm I'm like I'm gonna move some stuff in. You gonna you you gonna you gonna set up residency? I'm not like just like a cot. I'm only going like I'm gonna sleep here some nights. That's fine. That's fine. It's what it is. Studios get kind of cold at night though. But uh, you're more than welcome. Yes, I got a I got a I got a, a big booty chick to keep me warm. Ah, okay. Well, shouts out and to big as booties you, everywhere. As you know, there's as you know, there's never any shortage of those around Fame Black. I do know. I I, do I know, know you. Know. That's I, I love I love that I love that you've seen me in action. Yeah. Now that I've seen, and that's another thing. Like this, here goes just some friendship stuff for me and Fame. Listen. Me and you have always been cool. We've bunt, butt, butted heads where some people thought we were really at each other and then gone right back to, like, if people saw us, like, when we have these long, drawn-out arguments on Twitter, which we haven't had in, like, a year, people yeah, probably yeah. thought we hated each other. Little did they know oh. we were in, we were in like, the group chat laughing about it as we were. We never even, like, addressed <laughs> it. Like, we would just get on the show and just start talking our shit, like, regular. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I, I, like, remember, I remember those long, we had long, drawn-out wars on Twitter. Oh, that to say the least, man. Like, I swear there was one day at work where I did more tweeting at you than I did work. Like, <laughs> oh, hopefully my boss is listening. But yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's what it is, man. If you so can't argue with your friends, who can you argue with? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? It's been like what, like a year and a half, almost two at this point. Almost two. Damn, man. And the fact that you've actually come and seen me in person is like the real. That's the real deal. Yeah, like the the hanging out in person thing. Like, a first of all, you definitely keep that same energy. Like that's the. I, I was like, I, I was like, I wonder if fame is gonna be the same way. Um, that yeah, that that if anything, you, you it's more energetic than what it even comes to on the podcast, which I I completely. And as you can see, like I I know I'm monotone and shit. You, I'm not like that. It's different in person. Yes. Oh, I get man. I get yeah. probably more live than what you thought I got. That was so much fun. Um, when we all came up with the jogging bit. The jogging bit? Yeah. Was that when you I was drunk? Went... I don't remember it. Um, no, you were going jogging. Ah, yeah. Well, shit happens. Yeah, when we were all talking, and, and my friend was harassing you about the the amount of exercise you were getting. Yeah, yeah I mean, I like getting exercise. What's right. wrong with exercise? Like, I feel like even when you're on vacation, you got to get a good run ex- Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. She, was like, she was like, wow, you're on vacation, you're doing all this exercising. And you were like, yeah, I got to I gotta go jogging. Yeah. And then you even went jogging at night. Yeah, why not? I mean, I know we were in the hood in Philly, but I mean, I mean, that still, was bold. You got to get it in, man. I was just, I was taking in the scenery. Now I can actually say that I was actually in real Philly because, like, yeah, you were in real Philly. Yeah, we went to we went to the real trolley car diner. <laughs> yo, that is like surreal for me. Like, I was like, yo, I was there with Hayes. Like, when I ride by, I'm like, yo, I was here with Hayes. With Hayes. Hilarious, man. Hilarious. All right, bro, man. Good time. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's tell the people good night. We can continue this conversation Absolutely. outside. I'm sure they don't want to hear about my late night jogging. Um I'm sure I'm sure they do. <laughs> tell the people where they can find you, FA. Hey man, listen, I am on Instagram, I am on Twitter, I am on Snapchat at Fame Black F A M E B L A C K. Uh, oh, oh, oh! I got a, a Facebook. I got a new Facebook page. Fame Black. Uh, Facebook.com/slash/Fame Black, and you'll find me. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Facebook.com/slash/Fame Black eighty nine. You'll find me, and because uh, they were fucking eighty eight other Fame Blacks. No, it wasn't. I just love the number eighty nine. 
Uh, and that, yeah, I got a Facebook like page. So go and like it. I'm posting new music. What? New music? Yeah, it's the 10 year anniversary of my first mixtape. So I'm just re-releasing those. And I'm actually going to drop some videos. And I've done some new stuff to the beat. So it should be really fun. Like, I'm, I'm, it's, I mean, it's giving me a bit of nostalgia. And it's, and it's inspiring me to do a bit of uh, new music writing. So there might be some new shit to come. New fame black in, tw- in 2K18? It might ha- like I feel it, man. I'm listening to my old self, and I got the rhythm. Well, and you, you know, I got, you know, I got the producer credit. So I know you do. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me again, people. You know where to find me. I'm at CEO Hayes. It's at CEO H A I Z E. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, shout outs, whatever you want. Uh, the Awakened Soul Pod at gmail.com. Or CEO Hayes at gmail.com, whichever one you feel like reaching out to. Ladies, if you're going to send a DM, do it big. I'm out. <laughs> and if anyone has questions if this last song is directed at you, then it probably is. But I'm not worried about it. Adios. Peace. I love each and every one of you. Good night. I know a lot of people that smile in my face But talk behind my back every time I'm gone So when they call my number, I'll never pick up I don't know you shit, bitch, leave me alone I'm going back, some Monday I'm going back, some Monday I'm going back, some Monday some Monday, too many niggas, not enough hoes And some of you niggas, acting like hoes Stay to myself like Lola Luke, yeah, I'm by myself, I'm not in a mood to apologize or be fake with you We apologize if you ever knew Too many niggas, and not enough hoes And most of you niggas, acting like hoes Everything I do is to alumni, I'ma take my time, I'ma master it Blow up, blow up, hold up, I ain't seen your kind before